Welcome to Cocktail Hour with DJ Kibar, a podcast where I share cocktails and conversation with wedding professionals and other special guests about what happens behind the scenes at a New England wedding. Today, I am so excited. I am joined by the fabulous Nina Weinstein. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Good. How are you? So obviously you're a photographer, very talented. Um, I love your work. Uh, let's start. Let's start there. How did you get into photography? You know, how long have you been in the business and so on? Yeah. So um, started in photography back in high school. I really loved dig- uh, film photography. So I had like an old Minolta 35 millimeter camera and I loved taking pictures. I was really into portraits even back then. So I was never really like a landscape person Mm -hmm. um, or like a still life photographer. I really loved capturing the people around me. So it was a lot of like making my friends do artsy, weird photo shoots and all that Uh kind of stuff. Um, So I've been a photographer for as long as I can really remember, you know, high school, but um, I got into weddings. Um, My first wedding was in 2015 um, my best friend's mom was getting remarried and she asked me to shoot her wedding and I was terrified and I didn't want to do it because I had never done a wedding before. Yep. Um, but I ended up doing it and I actually ended up loving the energy of a wedding day and kind of that limitless challenge of, you know, being artistic as possible, but also making sure the timeline flows well and being an advocate for the couple. And there was just so much that went into it um, that I fell in love with. So now it's been since 2015 and um, no signs of stopping yet. So Absolutely. And so now I know many photographers like apprentice under others and that sort of thing. Like, have, did you just start from the ground up on your own or did you, you know, did you have any mentors that you actually learned from along the way as well? Oh, definitely. Um, when I was in college, I there was a student newspaper that I was a part of and I really wanted to work my way up to being the photography editor of the paper. And so I was like a staff photographer and then I was an assistant photographer working under the head photographer and I learned everything really from her. And then um, when I started getting into weddings, I realized you really needed to work with other full-time professionals and like weddings are just a completely different beast and you really have to learn from people that are doing it every day. So I started second shooting for people Mm -hmm. Um, and that really helped me kind of learn how a wedding flows and what your responsibilities are. Cause it's not just taking photos. Like I said, it's really being an advocate for the couple, um, being that person they can go to, um, throughout the planning process too. So definitely Mm -hmm. lots of mentors, definitely lots of people I've looked up to. I love that. So now, you know, you, you've been doing it since 2015 and clearly you've got your flow down. If you were to describe your, your style, like, do you have a style? I don't know how that works with photographers, but like, what would you say? Yeah, I think, um, I would say I'm like true to color with a pop. That's what I always say. So I'm not like dark and moody or light and airy. I'm definitely more true to color in the middle. Um, my editing style is very natural, like lush colors, but nothing, nothing that wasn't present there on the day of the wedding and not an over editor. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of my style of shooting, which I feel like is a little different from style of editing, um, I like to keep things really fun and be really encouraging and really bring the energy and make sure everybody's having a good time. That's awesome. All right. And do you mostly work on your own or do you ever bring a second shooter? And how does that work? Yeah, um, couples have the option to add on a second shooter. So I work with, um, you know, some close friends in the New England area, bring them in when, when they're needed. Um, but I do shoot alone sometimes as well. All right. 
All right. On average, how many weddings you do like in a season? Oh my gosh. It should be less because I'm a Uh little, I take, it's hard for me to say no. I take on a lot, honestly, because Uh I get these inquiries and I'm sure you understand you get really excited about this couple and you're like, oh, we would be best friends. And I love their wedding vision. Oh, and you're like, I'm super booked, but I'm just going to take one more. And then you say Mm -hmm. that to yourself like a million times. Um, So this year I have 23. Wow. which I also have a full-time job. So I, yeah. I definitely try to keep it, you know, 20 or less, but mm-hmm. this year there was a lot of people I wanted to work with. So, yeah, I mean, and, and of course COVID didn't help when it like, we nope. all took a huge dip. So um, no, I get that. And that's good. That's really good. And you're based out of Boston now. Yep. So I'm originally from New Hampshire, but um, I just moved to Boston at the end of last summer. So mm-hmm. I've been here since then and starting to get the Boston couples and inquiries. And that's been really fun. I have my first uh, city wedding this weekend. So Ooh, I'm excited for that. Nice. Very cool. Now, yeah, I don't I don't get down to Boston too often. Um, we actually charge my company main event entertainment charges a um, like a little bit of a fee to go into yeah. Boston because um you know, uh, maybe half of the DJs at this point, maybe not half, but a f- several of us have trailers that we pull um, our equipment in and all of that. Just getting around the, the city and even parking is not super easy. Um, nope. <laughs> so definitely extra planning. But nonetheless, um, I've got another event in Boston uh, Thursday night um, at the stateroom this beautiful you've been okay it's yeah the place is amazing and overlooks there you know faneuil hall there and uh, the event uh the the first two that i did uh uh, included let's see the first one had like 1200 people which is by far the largest i've ever dj'd um it was a university event and then uh the second one was about 800 this one will be about 300 so Definitely much more, you know, less, a little bit less pressure, I guess, but so much fun and um, a great time uh, figuring out how to actually get into Boston and, and making it happen. So <laughs> I um, bet <laughs> that's great. Now, um, so let's, let's, uh, how about, you know, interesting facts about you? I'd love for, for people to kind of get to know you, even on a personal level, like any, you know, interesting like life milestones, accomplishments, anything like that. Uh, that you're particularly proud of? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say just first and foremost, you know, building this business from the ground up is probably my most proud accomplishment. Um, Just getting to see this come to fruition and do something that I truly love to do every weekend is um, probably my most favorite milestone. But um, I also got my master's degree in marketing um, at the end of 2019. So that was a wild ride doing a full-time job and a full-time grad degree and basically full-time weddings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, didn't have much of a social life, but, um, pretty proud of the master's degree as well. Yep. Um, so I'd say those two. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so clearly, you know, you're, you're putting that into play too. What else takes your time? So you said you, you do also have a full-time job. Um, what do you do for work? Um, So I work at Southern New Hampshire University Uh um, and I work on the social media team. I've been there for uh, six and a half years now. So it's been a long time. And, you know, I am really grateful. I was able to have my master's degree covered by the university so I could Mm -hmm. pursue my education um, through my work, which was great. Um, and you know, it's, you know, balancing that with the weddings is, is just kind of always a wild ride for sure. But I definitely love both jobs and, uh, what I get to do for SNHU is really, 
I've learned so much about marketing and social media mm-hmm. marketing through that job. And so I, I definitely carry over that knowledge into my wedding business too. And mm-hmm. just being in social media channels all day, I know what's yeah. getting updated when and how, when everything's changing. So I can kind of take that knowledge into my business too. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and of course I, I know you from SNHU as well, uh, being an employee myself and um, I can attest to how flexible they are with, you know, running our own side businesses. So that's, yeah, definitely. I love that. Uh, Now going into photography, like knowing what you know now, um, if you're to talk to somebody about just the business weddings and even just being a photographer, what is one thing that people seem to misunderstand? Or is there something that seem that people seem to like always get wrong about photography or being Hmm. a photographer? Or is there something? Yeah. I mean, there's lots of things. This Mm -hmm. is not something that, you know, everybody learns in school is how to be a wedding photographer. Nobody really learns that you have to kind of figure that out on your own. So there's lots of misconceptions, um, about the craft. And I think maybe one of the biggest is that you have to be a huge people person or Mm. the misconception is that you don't have to be a people person that you can just be a photographer and know your gear. And that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, the biggest requirement for being a wedding photographer is being a people person and loving what you do. Because if you do not love shooting weddings, you are not going to love the nine hour days on the weekends. Um, You are not going to love the stress. The stress is a fun challenge for me. I like, you know, keeping people on the timeline and encouraging people for photos. But if you do not love that craft, um, you will get burnt out. So I really think um, it's important for people to know that being a wedding photographer is not just about your gear and taking good photos. It's about connecting with the couple and the people that you have to boss around all day, basically, and mm-hmm. tell them where to stand and, but still stay on their good side and make, you know, good relationships. So it's about being a people person Absolutely. for sure. And, you know, not to mention, of course, there's alcohol usually involved on there. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you're dealing with, you know, the full bridal party after having some drinks, it's not that easy to corral. I can only imagine. So yep. you need some strategies for that for sure. Absolutely. Now in, in my, my only last question before I, I really want to dive into like the, you know, the stories. Um, but my last question for you here is like knowing what you know, now thinking back to when you first started, what would you tell yourself? What would you do differently? Or, you know, what tips would you give yourself knowing what you know now? I think the biggest one is that as the wedding photographer, you directly influence the energy of the day. So if mm. you are in a bad mood or you're tired or you're stressed out, that is going to translate directly onto your couple or the wedding party or the people you're working with, even other vendors. Um, so it's not, again, not just about taking photos. It's about creating a space where people feel like they are, you know, allowed to have a good time. And, and you understand that probably more than anyone as the DJ, like you directly influence that atmosphere. And I think the photographer really does too, because I can't tell you how many times, you know, we're running out of time and the wedding party doesn't want to take photos and they just want to go to cocktail hour, but this is our only time with the natural light outside. And you really just have to like get on their side. Mm -hmm. And even if you're stressed, even if you're running out of time, you just have to create a friendly, happy environment because that's why people are there. Weddings are the happiest events on the planet. And 
you really drive that energy. So I would, I would just want to tell myself, like, you know, make sure that, you know, you can create an energy that people feel welcome and happy. That's perfect. I love that. And, and honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to keep that with me too. I mean, not that I ever, I always kind of like flip that switch, um, regardless of what's happening during the day. I just, I guess naturally do it, but even just the, if I'm fatigued after like a triple or something like that, going into my fourth wedding of the weekend or whatever it is. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's super crucial. Yeah. Um, it's, it's your fourth wedding, but it's their only wedding. Only, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely. Super. Yeah. Crucial. Now, um, understanding, you know, everyone's wedding, you get one shot, just like you said, but oftentimes something was going to go wrong. Um, things go wrong all the time at weddings. Likely things go wrong at every wedding. And that's quite possible. Now, if it's something as simple as like, you forgot your eyeliner pen or something a little bit more crazy, like, I, I don't know what, what have you, um, things are going to go wrong. And what's crucial is, you know, why I, I wanted to pull you onto the, to the podcast as well is because as a pro, you know what to do. Um, and oftentimes we can, we as wedding professionals who have done this from time to time could even potentially make things happen without people knowing, without mm -hmm. people um, necessarily knowing about it, even the bride and groom, the brides, the grooms, what have you. Um, so what comes to mind? Are there any crazy stories, any crazy scenarios that um, you've come across in your career where things just went south and what you did to actually kind of salvage, salvage the day? Yeah. And you know what is so funny? I get this question all the time from friends and family. There's like, you must have seen some crazy, crazy things happen at weddings. And honestly, I have one story in mind, but beyond mm -hmm. that, I am just super blessed to work with like some really incredible people. And uh -huh. that's not to say that nothing can go wrong. Mm -hmm. um, it can happen to anyone, but I think I've just been a little lucky and I'm knocking wood on wood right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I do have one crazy story. So like I said, started this in 2015, kind of built from the ground up, mm -hmm. had, you know, one wedding under my belt um, in 2015. And then I was like, you know, that wedding was really fun. I'm going to start putting some ads on, you know, the internet and just get some random people to pay me for their weddings. Mm -hmm. um, so I had this Craigslist ad and I had this lovely lady reach out to me and she was like, I want you to shoot my wedding. You take some good pictures. I was like, great. Didn't talk to this couple at all until the wedding day. Because again, I was new. I had no process. There was mm -hmm. just no communication. I was like, I'll just show up with my camera. It'll be fine. Um, so I really did not create a relationship, which is a big, big part of my brand now is really connecting with my couples beforehand and, um, making them feel like I'm a friend instead of just a random stranger from the internet. So I was a random stranger from the internet and I showed up to this wedding. Um, and you know, the, in the beginning part of the day, it was truly amazing. I connected with this couple right away. They were so nice. They really trusted me right from the start. Everything. They asked my opinion on everything. We became really, really good friends over the course of the wedding day, mm. um, which was great. And a welcome surprise. Cause I had no, I had no idea what it was going to be like. Um, so then we get to the reception and we walk into the reception hall and there is no uh, DJ equipment set up in there. And we're like, huh, I wonder, I wonder where the DJ is. 
And so she's looking a little nervous. She's looking at me. She's looking at, at the groom. She's like, what, what's going on? Looking at all the guests. So the DJ is not there. Mm-hmm. And so they just start dinner service. And so we just started dinner service. So there was no intros. There was no first dance. There was no toast. There was just, we're going to start dinner. The DJ then arrives. So he is extremely late and starts setting up during dinner. Very awkward. <laughs> and oh, it's like nails so on he's, a chalkboard to me. Come I'm on. so sorry. This is probably <laughs> no, hurting your soul. <laughs> oh, very much. But it's okay. It's okay. This is this is important. And again, yeah, no names. I have no idea who this person was. Definitely nope. was not a main event entertainment. Like no <laughs> idea who this person was. Random person from the internet. So nope. he's setting up whatever. Then, you know, they start getting into like he's playing music. He starts getting into the dancing and stuff. And then he's playing this weird stuff that the bride and groom did not want like all Mm -hmm. these weird tracks these weird songs they didn't want Mm -hmm. so they're just like looking so uncomfortable and i'm just like oh this is a major uh shift from earlier when they were having like a great time so Mm -hmm. i'm already starting to see like you know the energy shifts during a wedding day and how important it is for them to stay happy Mm -hmm. so then it's time for the groom's dance with his mom And so there's this really sweet song they have planned and the DJ goes to play it. And it's like this weird remix of the song. Yeah. (laughs) It's like Mm -hmm. not the original song and everybody's looking around. The grandma is like looking around, like looking all confused. Everybody is so uncomfortable. And I look over at the bride and she looks at me and she's like, Nina, I don't know what to do. And I looked at her and I said, are you having a good time? And she said, no. And I said, we got to get him out of here then. And she was like, (laughs) can you do it? She was like, (laughs) yes. She was like, Nina, I really trust you. I really like you. I just, I don't want to deal with this today. Mm -hmm. I want to just have a good time. Can you just go tell him Mm -hmm. that we would like him to leave? And I said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I did. And I did. And I went over and I was like, the couple's not having a great time. They would like you leave. And he, you know what? He seemed very okay with it. He was like, all right, bye. Wow. And so now I'm like guessing you're thinking, how uh-huh. did we have music for the rest of the yeah, well, night? Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the bride's cousin stood up and she was like, I have a Bluetooth speaker in my car and I'll make a playlist right now. Perfect. And she went out to her car and she got it. Yeah. And they put on all this music that they wanted. And yeah. I have never seen the energy in a room change yeah. so drastically. Like they finally were having a good time dancing yeah. the night away. And, you know, that's my my weird that's, story. That's crazy. <laughs> now I'm just like all of these questions. All of these questions come to my mind. Like, I mean, I don't know if you if you remember or whatever, or like you know, could pick up on it. But like, when he showed up late, what is what, like what was going through his head? Like, did he realize that he was late? Did he care that it was late? Like, what was the vibe from him? I don't know. I mean, he, he was pretty calm, cool, collected. I don't know that he knew that he like needed to be there mm-hmm. pre dinner to like do the intros and stuff, which of course we know that like mm-hmm. you need to be at least set up like super early. Yeah. Um, he, he looked very unbothered. Oh. <laughs> See, like- I, that doesn't, that I don't understand. Cause what's, what's crazy is that this kind of reminds me of one of my early day mistakes. Um, back in the day, long, long story short, I'm going to keep this one short though. Um, it wasn't a wedding. It was a sweet 16. It was mm. down in North shore mass at one of the yacht clubs. I don't remember where exactly, but 
everything was fine. I leave Manchester, New Hampshire. I drive all the way down. I'm, I'm young. I was probably maybe 19 or 20 years old at the time. Like this was a long time ago. And I get to the vicinity of the area, like the general area. And then there's traffic. Now we've dealt with traffic before, but I've never dealt with traffic like this because the traffic that I was behind was actually a parade. Like, oh, a legit parade. No. like people were per- like, there was a parade that we now had to just wait. There's nowhere to go. I couldn't turn around. There's no other street. There's literally nowhere else to go except wait for the entire parade to like go and not, they weren't just crossing in front of us. They were going down the street that we were on. So I literally had to wait for the parade to process with like, you know, you know, like the bands, the marching bands and all the floats and you name it. And I'm waiting. And then, and of course, I had just gotten a cell phone. Like this is back in the day where like cell phones were still very new. This is hilarious. But um, I had my cell phone. I called it. I called her, told her what was happening. I'm freaking out. The mom obviously was super sweet, calming me down, saying like, don't worry. It's okay. It happens. We knew about the parade. We probably should have told Mm -hmm. you. Like, nope. Like, I, I don't know. Of course, now knowing what I know, I would have researched all these things. Um, but mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, I got there a solid ninety minutes late, oh, like a ninety so minutes stressful. after after the birthday party had started. Um, and so I get there. Of course, there's no elevator. It's just a giant flight of stairs that I have to now haul my stuff up the stairs. They came down. They helped me. I get up. I start setting up. I'm like frantic, still trying. Mom comes over to me again. She's like relax it's okay no worries we got it like super sweet you're so Uh, lucky right oh absolutely um but I was frantic like I was freaking out because that's not how I want to you know run my show so yeah the fact that he was just like calm cool collected like oh yeah this wedding's already started but like I'll go ahead and just (laughs) no big deal yeah and it was probably maybe one it was one of his first gigs too you know if she got me off craigslist where'd she get him Mm -hmm. i don't know so and and it's okay you know like when you're first starting out you're gonna make some mistakes and it's okay to like start diving into the business and start learning but um there's just some things like establishing a start time and being there at that time (laughs) yeah and people still ask me you know i've been doing this what is it almost 19 years at this point um what time are you gonna get there to set up that's okay like some of these some of some of my couples like a little bit more information um so that they can map it all out in their head or write it down or whatever so they can know like dj arrives at this time photographer arrives at this time like that's perfectly fine um but that's not to say, um, so yeah, and I'm not even saying don't get your people off of Craigslist. That's that's fine too if that's your jam. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, establish these, you know, details ahead of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, that's crazy. No, that's that's yeah. Um, great <laughs> story. <laughs> I would love, man. I would love to know who that DJ is. I I hope he's somewhere. I hope he's doing well. I, I hope, hope he's, he's learned his better. lesson. <laughs> but I'm glad that they salvaged it. Um, so now, now, you know, I love that you still connected with the couple really well. What else, like, I'd love to know. Um, one of the uh, questions that I always like to ask other vendors is like, I'm, I know you connect with couples all the time. Is there like one couple that like 
I'm going to go, I'm going to go super like Hallmark movie, like change your life, you know, mm. in what, in some way that like impacted you and you do things so differently or like you try to emulate things or, or what have you, like, is there, any, is there ever that one couple that really sticks out for you? Mm. You don't have to share names, but like, or what was it about them? Yeah. I have two examples because I oh. feel like they, they've helped me in different ways. And I mean, back to, you know, this is really kind of my bread and butter is getting to know my couples. And, you know, before we even book, I'm like, let's get on a Zoom call. Um, I really want to get a sense of who you are, the things you like to do together, your wedding vision, because I want to make sure obviously that, you know, we vibe and we're the right fit for each other. Um, so I had this one couple that was planning to elope and we get on this call and immediately just right off the bat, just really, really good energy. And I can tell that they are just so excited to get married. Um, and, you know, this was, you know, one of those couples, they originally planned a big wedding and then COVID happened. They decided to elope um, and they were just so secure in the decision to elope. And they even said, like, even if COVID hadn't been a thing like this would have been the right decision for us anyway. Um, and so then their, their elopement day came and it was, and we actually even met before the elopement. We we're both local to Boston. So we met, we went for a hike and I got to meet these two and hang out with them. And we had so much in common and they were just incredibly lovely people. You know, when you just meet very lovely people. So yeah. I was so excited to shoot their elopement. And then it got to the day and it was just the three of us. You know, that's what an elopement is. It's just you hanging out with the couple mm -hmm. and, you know, the officiant too, but pretty much just the three of you. So I think that day really affected me because, you know, beyond the fact that they were just such amazing people, it was seeing the direct influence that I have on a wedding day and how special that is. Mm -hmm. So obviously to, to like a micro level when it's an elopement, like it's just the three of us, you know, we're really, I'm really establishing the energy of the day. And that's so important. Um, but it was also just the fact that they knew exactly what they wanted to do and they mm -hmm. knew they wanted it to just be the two of them and to make it really special, a really special day for just the two of them. And um, it was just beautiful. And the day went very smoothly. It was a winter elopement. Lots of mm -hmm. things could have happened. It could have been, yep. you know, a snowstorm or something, but it was a perfect day. Um, and I still, I still love those two and we still keep in touch. And then my other nice. couple was another COVID reschedule. Um, and these two ladies got married, um, at the barn on the Pemi, mm -hmm. um, last summer, which is one of my favorite venues. And, you know, they had to reschedule and go through all this, but just another example of super unapologetically in love, you know, choosing a venue and decor that really represented them. Um, they are huge, like plant people. So yep. Barn and the Pemi and they had like greenery everywhere. Yep. Um, and I think their day was really super about intention and about what you want it to look like and reflecting your relationship. Um, but also just about like having a blast. And I think that's what it's all about at the end of the day. So those two couples stick out in, in my mind and I'll always remember those days. That's awesome. And I love, I love that. Like, especially the, the couple that eloped, like you don't often think of, you know, uh, of course you'll connect with those couples, but they didn't have the full reception and all of that jazz, I assume. Right. So, right, yeah. um, just the your ability to 
connect with them and make that impact in even like a shorter amount of time and more in an intimate setting. Um, that's, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. It was just three of us hanging out on mm-hmm. a, on a Saturday, you know, and yep. they just happened to get married. It was, it was beautiful. It that's really awesome. was. That's awesome. Yeah. See, I, <laughs> I wish mine was that beautiful. I guess my, <laughs> my, um, my couple, it's more for, and I guess I, I, I guess I, I want to apologize here. It's more about the, the fun on my end because of what I do because of the DJ world. Um, this couple, I remember them like they were yesterday. It's Aaron and Mike. I won't mention last names. Um, but what I loved about this couple, yes, we connected. Yes. It was just super easy to work with, but the party was just off the hook. But, and, and of course I have a lot of great parties like all my weddings <laughs> I do it like I just I have a great time so it's good but what was different about this couple was they're part of a group and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about here um <laughs> I got to DJ essentially the entire group's weddings uh, because <laughs> of this couple so yeah because this one couple was so so fun and it just snowballed it just kept going so every just about every wedding that now I see them, I'd like attend if like somebody that's like outside of the group or whatever, if they're there, they, they it's always this group of couples that'll line up in that photo. And then I'll see their mm-hmm. photo on Instagram. And it's, I did their wedding. I did their wedding, their wedding. And they like, I believe there's five of them at this point um, that I did their weddings and every single wedding was just unbelievable but it's because of Aaron and Mike um they they got me first and I got I got I credit them um I think no it wasn't their wedding that I did a video at I did um one of the groups I did a promo video at as well just because I knew it was going to be awesome so um, (laughs) that's that's one of my my couples but it's more the whole group which is kind of cool yeah well it's beautiful when like two people you connect with them they trust you so much Mm -hmm. and then you just have the best time and then you just like get to continue that with all the referrals like Mm -hmm. and all of their friends and just like get to see those people over and over because somebody asked me the other day they were like you know is this business really like repetitive for you do you get to see the same people over I was like no it's really like I see because I don't really offer the family photos anymore I don't have time for those offerings so if you're a photographer that does weddings and families and newborns, you can probably see those mm-hmm. clients more than mm-hmm. once. But if you just do weddings, I see them at their wedding and then that's it. So mm-hmm. that's why I like to really stay connected to my couples like mm-hmm. on social media or if they're local, like still, you know, meet up for coffee or something because we established this incredible re- relationship and I don't want it to just go away after the wedding. You know, I'm yeah. really, they're, they're stuck with me for life. So yeah. Oh, I love that. And, and that's, I mean, I'm sure you'll, you'll um, either start seeing it or if you haven't started seeing it yet, but like um, another one of mine, very similar to like the group scenario is the sisters. Um, mm. There's one family that I, I have actually connected with really well. Um, I did Katie and Andrew's wedding first. And then I, the, Katie is one of four girls and I did three out of the four weddings and the fourth um I believe she's wishing she had me because she didn't um but I I did get that feedback but um what's cool is that now one of the husbands I'm doing his brother's wedding so I'm branching out into like the 
like the the other side of the house too which is kind of fun um that's coming up in september but um that family like i know that i know the, the names of their dogs like i know them really well um so definitely made that connection which was really cool but it's just like that, that a little bit of like that repeat business so it's kind of yeah nice. i think it's i think it's one of my favorite things about this is like those connections you get to keep mm-hmm. um and you know even if it's not like families but it's like people that work together and they hire me and then they tell their friend that's getting engaged and then i get to see that original couple at the friend's wedding it's mm-hmm. like it's so great. It's yeah. I really like try to keep those relationships going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So now, you know, any, any like last, I guess, tips or recommendations, somebody looking to get into photography, whether it's weddings or, or not, like, what would you tell them? Mm-hmm. I think my biggest one is to first of all, just get started. Yep. Um, educate yourself as much as you can, but you really just need that hands-on experience. Like wedding photography is not about reading a textbook on wedding photography. (laughs) (laughs) It's about just starting to do weddings. So, um, and while I don't recommend necessarily just putting something up on Craigslist and starting to go out there, I think um, connecting with local vendors in your area and second shooting Mm -hmm. for full-time wedding photographers is super valuable. Um, They have, you know, and then I would just say, um, definitely practice mm. and practice in different lighting scenarios mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to have natural light the whole day. You're going to need to learn flash and off camera flash and, um, yeah. And then just in general connecting with local vendors. So beyond photographers connect with florists, hair and makeup videographers, you really just want to start building a network. Yep. Um, cause I'd say about like 80% of my referrals come from other vendors. So yep. get in that in that referral network and it's just nice to meet new people too. So, um, I think that's my biggest advice. I love that. That is awesome. Well, um, as we wrap up, how can people find you website, socials? What do you got? Love that. Um, so it's Nina Weinstein photography.com mm-hmm. is my website. Um, it's facebook.com slash Nina Weinstein photo, or you can just search Nina Weinstein photography. And then my Instagram is just at Nina Weinstein Photography. Perfect, perfect. Well, Nina, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Um, you know, if anything comes up down the road, you know, you end up, I know we we knocked on wood, but if anything uh, ends up happening, <laughs> certainly let me know. We'll get you back on the show to, to talk some more. Awesome, would love that. Thanks, Keybar. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Cocktail Hour with DJ Keybar. I hope you enjoyed the conversation enough to join me on my social media channels. Visit theonlydjkeybar.com to see my Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and other platforms. Finally, I'd really love to know what you thought of the show. So I invite you to tag me on Instagram at theonlydjkeybar, include the hashtag cocktailswithkeybar, and let me know what you thought of the show. Again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time.